Try to so keep my face food. a little more restrained that time. <laughs> <sighs> Podcasting's weird. It is. Why are we doing this? I don't know. What the fuck else are we gonna do? Everything's weird and pointless. Yeah, and pretty much. Well, um, I know why we're so, doing this because this is maybe the most amazing fucking mashup of two movies <laughs> to ever be specifically, reviewed. Specifically, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, uh, which for are this episode of Cinephiliacs brought to you by the film Cactus Jack. Stick around for a trailer at the end, blah, blah, blah. Um, Tobias Lindholm's A War and whoever the fuck made it, Santa with Muscles. <laughs> I have no idea who the director was. Yeah, I, have I haven't really Googled much on it, actually. Yeah. Uh, but I do know, I, I did Google it at least once because I did discover, I think it's in like the first paragraph of Wikipedia, it was exec produced, Santa Mu with Muscles was exec produced, at least partially by Jordan yes. Belfort. The Wolf of the Wall Wolf Street. Of Wall Street. <laughs> produced Santa fucking with Hawk Hogan as Santa, quote unquote. Oh my God, dude, no accounting for taste. Obviously, <laughs> the guy was not good at investing your money. <laughs> right. This is what he invested. He must have bet on the Quaaludes or whatever the fuck that shit was. The, the guys time. who gave us money and kept their real name off of Cactus Jack were made a better investment <laughs> than fucking Jordan Belfort did. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is fucking art. Right. High art. You mean Cactus Santa with Jack muscles? I mean, art, right. Jack ain't. Trash. No, I, I'm saying with respect uh, to Jordan Belfort making a bad decision. I'm like, no, this is the best decision. He, maybe he was maybe just ever a massive made. Hulk Hogan fan. Maybe that was that could he be. just wanted to Who be is Hulk it? Hogan. <laughs> after this movie, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm a bigger fan. Now. My seven year old might be one. Oh he yeah. So oh that yeah, because that was part of what I wanted to ask. I know you watched it with with Q, so I was curious yeah. what he thought. Like, what well, you texted me once. Yeah, feel free to pick uh, family shit once in a while because I can actually yeah. watch it with him instead of having to stay up till two in the morning or whatever. Shit, um, I better change my next one then. Two kidding. in the morning used to be early for me. This COVID shit needs to end. So I can just put him on a bus and go back to bed. Um, and you can watch. Well, first though, are we doing our pick shit? Don't we do that up front now? The pick Yeah, if you want them down. Sure. So we don't get buzzed <laughs> out. Um, what do we and leave the, off on? I had Zardoz. And I had Life Itself, the Roger Ebert documentary Which do sound amazing together movie. even but uh i do <laughs> i wonder what ebert thought of zardoz oh yeah um, definitely be in the mix yes Shit, so i, I got a bit a couple... of a sore throat so i might be coughing a lot it's all good <coughs> no one listens to this shit anyway. <laughs> right uh speaking of which we have a sort of unofficial sponsor my buddy owns uh or he's a part owner in soul boxer which I normally drink on this podcast, but uh, he hooked us up with a couple bottles. I guess yours aren't there yet, but I'm drinking it right now, and this shit is good. Yeah, I think they were supposed to arrive today, but I haven't That's seen it. That's a hat yet. he gave me, which is good, because dude needed a new oh, hat. Oh, shit, I, did. I, had, I was tabbed out. Sorry. See, let me see. Oh, you're wearing it. It just says. I can't really SB, see it much. Oh, okay. So it's a pretty understated chill hat. But, uh, <laughs> it's cool. I need one of those. I'll, I'll, I think uh, he sent you one. Advertise for him. Cool. Um Cover I don't know if they're an official. I mean, it's not like an official sponsorship, but they hooked us up with free shit. I'll talk about how awesome it is because I drink it. Anyway. They sponsored our alcohol portion exactly. of this. You know, the, our need to purchase alcohol. But if you fuckers would actually subscribe, you fucking maybe we'll get enough losers. subscribers to get a real fucking sponsorship. Just one click, do it. Let and us drink for free. What else do we do? Even better shit? yet. Sign up for our Patreon. Wife. Be our. Do we have one Patreon yet? A patron. So. <laughs> Be our first you. patron, <laughs> right? Uh, I think we have like three cheap Patreon fucks. accounts, and all of them are you giving. That's <laughs> how you funnel money. Uh, to me. Like the first three Cactus Jack sales, you're just testing it, totally. and shit, but it's like always just. Us. You mean sixty percent of Cactus Jack? <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole nother story for another time. Oh, shit. Um, so a picks, few different um, picks I'm thinking, man. What do you got? You I, got? I was, I got a, definitely a few in the hopper, but um, I know, it's hard the one I, the one I <clears throat> decided to go with 
ultimately is partly because life itself is my other pick. So I wanted something that, that gave you a good choice between that mm-hmm. and something else. That's that, always a factor. Uh, yeah. Um, and in our, our podcast, our, my favorite movie with Michael Veers, you know, we did Halloween and, uh, the subject of John Carpenter Carpenter's apocalypse trilogy, quote unquote, came up <laughs> and I've been wanting to see, I've seen the thing in the other two movies I haven't seen. So one of them in particular, I really want to see, but it's the third. The thing right. is the first. So did you pick the second one? So I picked the second one just so we could watch them in order because we've both seen the thing. I know. I don't know if you've seen this yet, either of the second or the third. I don't think. No, the third is like you. So, I've always been on my list of shit to see, but I just never. Yeah, the, in reason. the mouth of madness of Sam Neill and shit. But it's like this right. Lovecraftian sort of Clive Barkerish kind Clive of Barker, thing. Barker, I thought it had something to do with it, but maybe, maybe he did. Hmm. Thought he Not wrote sure. it or some shit. I don't know much it. about it really, <clears throat> but it looks super interesting the trailer is kind of crazy and um the they call it the apocalypse trilogy but there's no real continuity or anything between them it's just like a you know triptych of these three films that each kind of touch on similar themes like cosmic horror type shit and right um you know the thing of course we know well and most people are familiar with what the second one in this series it has been a while since i've seen yeah i know i almost i I could make that my pick if you want to rewatch it again i'm pretty familiar with it i saw it not long ago i feel like i there's nothing that i kind of forgot about really or anything you know what i mean like rewatching it i don't think i'd discover something that i had forgotten you know what i'm saying um but maybe just make that optional if you want to watch it if you have time interesting in the mouth of madness was written by mike deluca who's like a massive producer now yeah like an oscar nominated producer Mm -hmm. he wrote it crazy i I didn't know he wrote it but i know who he is yeah yeah i Um, was writing shit like that before no i had no idea that blows my mind too yeah it's crazy (laughs) it's weird how the world keeps shrinking like the jordan you know belfort uh the wolf of wall street funding it's like the the more you learn the more the the dots are available to connect you know what i'm saying like same with history the more you have context the more interesting it gets right you know like obviously that name would be meaningless if we didn't already have the familiarity with it and the more that you garner the more it gets you know kind of holistically gets more interesting just the whole subject of you know who worked on what projects and stuff like that you know, so anyway, my, my my pick would be the second movie. Did you have a question before? I was gonna say maybe they're doing the thing is not a bad idea just because of our Alien Smackdown too, and then we would oh, complete this oh, trilogy. Yeah. Is it, yeah, it's in there, isn't it? Yeah, right. it is. Yeah, okay, so okay. To watch, but uh, let's just make it the. I mean, either that or I could commit to watching both. Shit, right. I could commit to watching the whole trilogy if you want to just do, cheat it and that just could be do, its own thing. Yeah, that's true too. Maybe that did occur to me too, or something. But uh. <clears throat> Not to, I mean, your pick's your pick. I'm not going to tell you yeah. to pick some other shit. No, no, I, I, I wait on this, too. I could just too. pick life itself, and this, this one could just be there forever until we get to it in this alien show or whatever. Oh, well, it's not the thing, though. It's a, hmm, right. Shit. Yeah, this, I, it might be, like, I read a quick thing on it. It's The Prince of Darkness. That's the second one. Yes. And I was kind of familiar, vaguely familiar with it. One? I, feel like it's I don't awesome. think so, but I could, I don't know. Um, but... I, I think darkness. like in the 80s i remember it being yes. aware of it i think mom might have watched it or something you know i remember just seeing fan. video stores and shit all the time yeah Carpenter yeah really so it's always been on the periphery and i it seemed like it wasn't, wasn't really for me like my cup of tea you know exactly Insane. like i like that material but like the tone and the handling of it yeah. and stuff i but now i have more of an appreciation for that kind of thing you know what i mean like the to make it i wouldn't say cheesiness but you know it's all right yeah yeah and, well right. it's that in life itself um, yes, you have to choose between those two, right? Oh my god, this is so hard because uh, God, I have multiple fucking choices. You could give me your picks, your second pick too, and then we each decide secretly and then spring them on each other. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that it's not one doesn't influence the other, or maybe it's better oh, that yeah, it does. Yeah. I don't could, fucking know. Do that before I make my pick out of those two. You're saying. Yeah, you tell me your other pick, and I'll edit. We each choose ours, and then you know, uh, show our cards. So you have a second pick yet, or are you yeah, still waiting between a, a couple, few? I had another one. Way. I wanted. To, oh, sorry to ask a question and then immediately talk. Go ahead. I do that shit all the time. That's my <laughs> that's my move, dude. Um, Stop stealing my moves, man. 
God damn, I do have like three, and they're so wildly fucking different. That's what's so Should we make a Weege pick from four? I'm just kidding. That would just ah, start to get ridiculous. Nah, it's on me. I, I should have prepared better. Well, one serious. I just thought of stoned as shit like an hour before hmm. this. That's it. That's the and one. It's <laughs> probably the most. All right. Maybe when Langford when, keeps the movie that Harvey and Bob Weinstein directed. Oh, shit, dude, that's definitely on my list. So thank you. <laughs> so it's that or Zard. Oh my god, I might have to. Okay, well I won't tell you which uh, one. So we can. You have to arrive at yours before. Okay. Uh, Should I, we like write what it is my, and then show this? That doesn't matter. Nah, I trust that you. You know, you won't change. Like write it on this Chinese container or shit over here. Uh-huh. The Sharpie. Nah, um, okay. I mean, unless you want to, go ahead, but. Prince of Darkness or fucking life itself. That's tough. It's kind of funny. They they are sort of like yin yang ish. One being about death, and you know, well, they both kind of are, but you know what I mean. One's like optimistic. You know what? One's I'm gonna. I know my pick. sinister. I know my pick. Do you know yours? Are we? On oh, the uh, no, well, let me look at one more. Time. Oh, yes, I do. I know my. Zardoz so, are playing for keeps. All right, drum roll. I'll go you first. Want to say, okay, go ahead. Life itself. Okay. I thought about the Carpenter, strong off of Halloween and shit, but I've been on a tear watching old Cisco and Ebert clips. Oh yeah, yeah, I was aware of that too, which so, is funny because I think I picked this before I realized you were. Which yeah, is beautiful. I think you might have. Which is I mean, beautiful. I know you. Yeah. It, you sent me like one just that I thought was kind of. It maybe was per- possibly random, but then and I was already a week into the after, wormhole when I sent that. Right, but I wasn't aware of that at the time, so it's kind of serendipitous. Yeah. Um, there's cool. There's so much nostalgia with those, and no one does what they did anymore. They even made a point. Yeah. One of these old episodes from the '90s or something. Ebert was saying, maybe it was a Charlie Rose interview I saw. Shit, maybe it was when he was on Stern, which he did a couple times. Yeah. That in fact, you sent me the private parts parts of you, and I had heard him and Stern yes. talk about, you know, the fact that they were buddies, and Ebert had to, you know, it was almost as if, I think Stern was just at least saying that Ebert, it, he wanted to be sure he didn't like, place. you know, it's like the teacher having to te- yes. uh, treat their kid in the class like. Or it's like if your kid, you coach your own kid in little league. So you can't make him exactly a starting player when you know right. sounds good. Yeah, and and Stern was afraid that he'd go the other way too much, you know, right. as a result, like trying to but protect himself from being accused it's of that. Good. Right. It is exactly. Rose, so even dude. <laughs> yeah, that might be my, my Desert Island movie. To be, honest. I know. Yeah, more than uh, oh, well, yeah, yeah. yeah well, I think between that Trump and Revenge of the Nerds, I think so. Me too, actually. Over Revenge of the Nerds, yeah, I think so. <laughs> anyway, uh, like you get Howard there with you. On the island. Yes, yes. And you still get hot chicks and, you know, with the rest of the gang, they're all fun and... You know. <laughs> right. Um, and it's got heart, like you said. Yeah. It's just it's got, uh, it's got everything in it. So, so, yeah, I'm picking the Ebert. I'm going with Ebert. Yeah, I was going to say, the one advantage to picking Prince of Darkness is potentially, potentially watching The Thing before Alien Smackdown, but you could... This, actually, that's perfect. We'll just watch The Thing right in preparation for later watching prince of darkness you know what i mean and it's going to be one of my picks for every yeah. show we do like this so eventually it's going to get seen pretty soon yes probably. yeah next week it'll carry through right right all right so all what right. are you picking zardoz or playing, playing for, for keeps, keeps man it's got to be playing <laughs> for right. keeps i'm i'm just because of the context now, with us having worked we with might have to pirate harvey this shit. or a because with him the wine harvey they might have got wiped from everywhere we might have to torrent this true shit or something i don't know have you checked at all no um i don't think when i normally when you type in a movie it just shows like where you could play it and i don't think it said anything i use a couple of things yidio and just watch mm. i think it is uh, that in have, uh 1986 so playing for keeps <laughs> Oops. Uh we might have to uh eBay it though, if worst case. Oh right? yeah. Dude, I wonder how much it costs. There was one that I wanted to pick that I don't think you can stream anywhere right now. We'd have to get the DVD. Mm. Actually, I know what it is. I should, that one's gonna be weird. It, like that entered my thinking. Like, let's say one of our one of our picks, you do have to order a DVD or whatever online, and that might take more than a week or something, and we want to do our next episode, but that's the pick, you know what I'm saying? Like you might not be able to watch it that quickly depending Dude, on the event copy for fucking five bucks playing for keeps do marissa tomei's in this shit 
Let's see one called. Yeah, this isn't it. This is a different play. No, that's 2003. Yeah, it's wrong. Playing for keeps 1986. We need dating naked. Playing for keeps. What the fuck is that? VH1. Uh, Hmm. Maybe that movie just came out in 2003, though. I think that's the case. Mm. I think oh, that's yeah. it. Shit's running slow. Let me see if she's in this shit. We're gonna. Oh, I found it. It's a math. I don't recognize these names. Daniel Giordano, Matthew Penn, Leon Grant, and Mary B. Ward. Miramax Films. Bob and Harvey Weinstein directed. I'll send you a link. Right. Uh, well, I'm, well, yeah, you can't stream it. <laughs> She is. Uh, That's the same oh, yeah. Is that her? So here's what happens. They do that. You'll see these movies here. from like the 80s that never went anywhere until somebody in them becomes yeah. a star. There's a bunch of Kevin Costner movies like that, like little shitty ones that when he became a star, they would start putting out DVDs of him and shit, and they're all repackaged, looking like he's the star on it, but he was like a fucking bit role for a minute in the movie or something, you know what I mean? Right, yeah, 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 totally. So I think that's what they're doing with her there. I think she has a mm-hmm. small role, and they're putting her mm-hmm. on the fucking main shit, and it came out in 2003. That's when the DVD was printed, so I ordered that shit for five bucks, dude. Fucking Harvey and Bob. How, how long does it usually take for those to arrive when you order them for, from eBay? Oh, that's true. Could be like that's, a week. that's what I was getting at a minute ago. Like, because I had to pick two that's only available that way. And uh, oh yeah, that's true. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, you will be picking it, so maybe I should just order it, and you should do Zardoz for now. I don't know. I don't know. That's true. Or we just we just wait to do. We that could pirate it and then buy it. That's true. Let's do no, that. Then okay. I feel less bad that's about fair. pirating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not that we're admitting we will, but that's that's right. in theory sounds like a good plan. <laughs> Playing for keeps and life itself. I fucking yes. love it, dude. And dude, we got to see if Ebert reviewed this shit. It'd be amazing. It's actually funny. We were, we had that conversation about Louis C.K. and it's like his punishment is we don't pay for his movie. That'll be the case with Harvey too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. That's that's their yeah. punishment. Like you know, because Louis was. No, I kind of want it in the collection. Yeah, yeah. No, I was kidding anyway. I, I think you should. Anyway, I mean, if you can, like you should pay. That and Overnight should be just next to each other on the shelf. The Troy Duffy yes. documentary. All right, great, man. Because <laughs> I have been eternally curious about this yes. movie. That's uh, the story I was of like only very, ago. very vaguely aware of. Uh, okay, sweet. So, Playing for Keeps and Life Itself. Interesting. Who the fuck is ever going to tune into our show those are our picks Just i know that one's gonna fucking be crickets I can't wait That's to okay. see what these guys think about that ebert documentary uh at least the <laughs> all right speaking of fucking great movies santa with muscles first or a war I kind of like ending on the co- more comedic or just, you know what I mean? Do the serious one first and then. I get that. But in this case, I feel like you have way less to say about Santa with muscles. So maybe you should just dispense with it. Mm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there should be. All right. Say. That's fair. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm most anytime. Uh, yeah. With this movie. I did watch a special features thing. I have the disc of Great oh, a war. I have it on DVD. So I did watch mm. a couple bonus features. So I do have ah, interesting, okay, crazy background. Well, and that'll also lead you into the conversation of you know uh, geopolitics and whether we should exactly. be in That's other countries policing Santa shit. Muscles, of course, too yeah. far. <laughs> I mean, we could talk about your kids believing in Santa Claus and shit. Sure, but, um, I, th- I think any of these we could find something to right to go on about if we wanted to. You know, did you see HBO is making a Gremlins prequel, but it's like <laughs> 1920s China. And it's a series. And oh, because yeah, that's where the he got know. it from that shop, the China, the shop yeah, of oddities right. and everything. Yeah, so it's, and like, it's animated. Did you say animated? I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, that's like half the charm is the yes. puppetry. You know, anyone. Yeah, yeah exactly. Anyone could just do animated trolls type shit or whatever. But I mean, it still might be okay. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't think it'll be great I mean, by any stretch. If but if I were to make uh, it, I would definitely. Yeah. Animate oh, absolutely. Puppets and shit. Totally. <laughs> I guess if you had money, but yeah, HBO I mean, if we just could do it however we wanted, I would use the puppets for sure. But I mean, it probably shouldn't even exist. But I know exactly. <laughs> That's really my first thought. That's that belch that <laughs> immediately followed you mentioning it was pretty much my <laughs> feelings on it. It is funny though. That just is really. I know I just saw something recently that was similar. Whether doing 
you know it's prequel the prequel like yeah Cruella Deville shit with Emma Stone yeah that right which is sort of more a remake I sort yeah, of right but it's time. it's they're modernized every female villain and giving mm-hmm. her a sympathetic backstory Maleficent or whatever or Maleficent. Uh, yeah, Ratched Ratched, Ratched Cruella Deville there's another one too that Disney did I think um fuck oh, they're talking about doing uh the Little Mermaid one whatever that fat bitch was name was Ursula or whatever mm-hmm <laughs> Funny. yeah it's uh, it's just its own just, formula thing now yeah right hilarious who's the next one mm-hmm. what's untapped yeah right i'm sure that's the thinking behind it for sure uh didn't like wicked that was a, even a play right like that might have kind of launched it yeah that might have started it because that was basically yeah, from the because that was more wicked witch of the west in oz right yeah they were going to do nottingham too right yeah, and the so sheriff. it became Ridley Scott, and then it turned into Robin yeah, Hood right. movie. That's I, I wasn't sure if it was that one. I knew it turned. They turned it back into a normal Robin Hood. Like I didn't know and it was like the Ridley the Scott most one. base Robin Hood, yeah. where he's not even like flamboyant and swashbuckling right. and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if he even shoots. That would have been interesting, in motherfucker. Uh, a Nottingham one would have been pretty compelling, actually, to me. I know it's unfortunate. It is. It'd be a real interesting movie now in the time of everyone wanting to defund police and shit to make the cop the protagonist mm. and somehow make yeah. socialist Robin Hood the bad guy and shit. Mm. That could have been the whole reason they didn't make it. Like, or just two handed basically make them both sort of, you know, each have their reasons and their points, like the real world often, you know, where each one from their own perspective although like the beauty of the story of course this is sort of like what we were just bemoaning about them doing with ratchet and stuff like it's kind of cooler to just have nottingham not have this sympathetic side you know he is just a piece of shit because that's really what most of the people in that position of the world are right you know like a good tax collector magistrate types especially in that period and stuff just i'm sure abusing power readily and you know enriching themselves and stuff so I do think assholes are for the most part made. Yes, yeah, even he, right, grew up. I mean, story. yeah, like dudes like that did grow up being surrounded by the same thing. You know, their own right. family would probably that way, their own father. Joker is another cetera. example. It's not mm-hmm. the female yeah. you know, Disney formula, but just taking the villain and doing the sympathetic look at it kind of. Mm-hmm. Cactus Jack, sort of. I mean, it's mostly just supposed to horrify you, but I don't. You know, here's the thing for people yeah, stop wonder making him that sympathetic. Why I mean the hate speech is so indulgent and overindulgent in Cactus Jack. It's kind of because I didn't want to judge him. We didn't want to judge him so much as just portray him. And when you cut, because you're saying what he's saying is disgusting, you're judging him. It's almost like you just have to let the creep speak. Mm-hmm. Or else like it's judgment. Observing nature. Exactly. Yeah. Which we can get into with a war. It's very much about yeah let's go hit this dude's process he might be my favorite filmmaker alive yeah dude i love he his might approach. be the baddest motherfucker on the planet i mean more than the ptas and everything that's all melodrama mm-hmm. yeah it's the, like the least contrived feeling of anything ever it, yeah and he so, <laughs> let's just talk about yeah, yeah. muscles for whatever all right <laughs> i mean really it could be just go back and forth that's even maybe the best that's yeah, true it's true yeah, um, and we need to summarize them both. So, okay, True. Santa with muscles. Uh, first, I think, <laughs> right? Well, I'll, I'll say why I picked it. Fuck it. Um, well, you had told me about it, and I think Michael Veers told you Myers about it, right? Like Myers, I'm sorry. That's yeah. right, like Myers. That's right. Yeah. Um, uh, he had told you about it, and uh, since I just since I heard about Hawk Hogan as Santa Claus, <laughs> I just had to see it. I hope he says that, by the way. Michael Vyers, like corrects people, Vyers, like Myers. Like, that's perfect for him. No shit. Like favorite movie is Halloween. Well, that was even supposed to be the mimetic device I used to remember right. it, and I still failed at that. Yeah. But, that's, so, that's how we do. <laughs> I'm awful with names, dude. Just, right. We've said on this, like, again, who directed this shit? I don't know. And I ain't looking <sighs> it up. I can, I can, I've run out of hard drive space for that. Just right. Like, and everyone has that. You're watching this on the internet. You look it up. I'll talk about what the dude did. I don't give a fuck what his name is or his favorite color is or whatever. Um, yeah. I mean, as we said, it is people. great to to have the reference points and everything. I wish yeah. I could. I just can't. I just like mentally just to maybe like, I should like look a, it up because I'm wondering now what else he made. Oh, yeah. The saddle with muscles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm usually better about just having the pages up before we even start. But this time I just like, like you said, Jordan Belfort. Anytime you look these things up, you find some. Yeah. You, yeah. And you end up um, kind of 
like it's almost too much to get through you know like you right. just pick a couple interesting points and john Mur- murlowski murlowski yeah he doesn't Black even have Cadillac, a wikipedia page like, <laughs> still making shit uh the deep fat fried dudes they their fans uh give them shit for being wikipedia the show because they do this all the time <laughs> Fuck all of you. here we go Wikipedia's again wikipedia the show i'm on What's imdb that? at least yeah <laughs> that'll be because we're movie oriented imdb the show yeah. it's funny because it looks like he started his career making like richie rich movies and shit and yeah, this. See that, yeah. now it's all like dark stalkery thriller looking shit but mm. it looks like he makes a lot of b movies straight to video type shit man yeah and just dude props to him if you can carve out a career just pumping out director video mm-hmm. shit even pretty prolific fuck. when you look at 28 yeah, exactly. directing credits damn some of those guys like Rex sort of the middle class about. thing yeah exactly. yeah or like the creative middle class area yeah and he's probably doing better than that i mean and sometimes a dude will be like there's the old joke we're huge in japan and shit or whatever but that's true mm-hmm. too sometimes mm-hmm. you can get foreign pre-sales in america don't give a fuck about you but yeah, the title alone, Santa with even not knowing if you if <laughs> yes. I didn't know Hawk Hogan was in it, just the title Santa with muscles. I got to see Cheers this to the Hawkster, dude. <laughs> I was joking at one point that you and I, since neither of us give a fuck about wrestling and it's just absurd to us pro wrestling. We should do a wrestling <laughs> show where we watch Monday Night Raw or whatever. And just us commenting on it would be hilarious to me. Mystery Science Theater almost, but uh just another commitment day job yeah if i didn't shit. have a day job i'd be all over that shit Dude, all over bandwidth i bet because you know guys like tony hinchcliffe and shit there's certain like comedians who'll talk about it and they're like passionately into wrestling and it's uh right it's always yeah weird. and i had buddies like, that were into that shit and michael Myers, i think is big into it yeah Veronica, right. who did the makeup on Jack and, and shit. even those who it seems like a lot of them know it's fake, but still are way into it just because of the theater of it and everything. Yeah, but I just, I, it doesn't just scratch an itch for me. It just right. doesn't quite, like, doesn't, I don't quite get it. I feel like I remember reading some Max Landis thing on why it's so great or some shit. And it's just like, I just can't buy corny shit like that. Like, I like, like, be corny. It better be like 70s kung fu or some shit. Yeah, or a horror movie, cheesy kind of horror. Exactly. Like, uh, this just doesn't quite have that X factor for me. Yeah, there's just kind of dumb. No offense. Maybe I'm elitist or some shit or pretentious, but it's just not. Mm-hmm. So are some dumb old slasher movies I like. I don't know what it is. It's just corny. Yeah. The acting <laughs> is so bad. <gasps> mm-hmm. When they. On the, ground the stopping thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's just just the, so, yeah. I mean, I can see how just if you're tuned that way it's like musicals it's kind of in that category for me like i can see how other people really are really into it but right that kind of shit never got into it but well that's a lie there's a period when i was about eight nine ten years old i thought the shit was awesome fucking randy macho man savage all yeah see warrior. i never quite got into it i mean maybe a well, brief like flash in the pan like kind of tested out getting older yeah Remember somebody true. gave us one of those big huge rubber big john stud mm-hmm. yeah i remember that, that thing too. and i thought that was cool so i was into it for that but then i know when i moved to georgia we were probably 12 all the yeah. motherfuckers in Georgia loved it. That shit was huge in Georgia. Um, Eric Hamaker, what's up, dude? If you listen to these, I know you motherfuckers got me at least sort of into it. And I remember it's just knowing it was bad, but that was kind of the appeal of it at that point for me. It was like you say, bad movies, how you can just dig on some corny shit. Yeah. Like, Santa with muscles. Like my friends would be watching it, like, dude, that was awesome. Some body slamming. I'm just like, what the fuck are we doing? Right. It's <laughs> great. It's so dumb. Um, but I did feel like above it or some aloofness to it. Like, uh, you know, just some pretentious mm-hmm. shit. You know, we're, I, was, dude, I was watching Witness and shit when I'm like seven. You know? Totally. Just, and when it comes to that, that sort of vibe, the muscle men and like weird, like uh, theatrical shit or whatever, I was still more into like, uh, I mean, that was when we were younger, but like Masters of the Universe and shit like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
but but now that I think about it, though, wrestling wasn't introduced till later to me, really. I mean, I was aware of it, but like you like you said, Georgia, when we ended up there, yeah, you're like that seemed to be, and I was already kind of beyond even being in an age that would be drawn to it, right? I do I mean, wonder how many people get people into wrestling in late age. in life, right? It's like one of the things you got against into it earlier, just like Christianity. Most people like. I don't know. Maybe there's some people who find it late in life I mean, and they're born, born again, again born again fan. wrestling fan. Yeah. Deep balls deep in it. <laughs> That'll be us know. after we start our show. On it. One thing too is just it's such a scene. It's one of those scenes, but it's yeah, not exactly right. It's like the UFC, but just bullshit and stupid. <laughs> right. Like I'm not even that much into you know sports in general much less right. like mma and you know all that like i just it's the same thing for me i just don't it, there's something that just doesn't grab me i don't know i just and this that where i'm going with that though is this is this is a fake version of that so i'm like much, even less interested you know but of course MMA we watch made up movies like and purity shit. real martial arts uh getting the steroids out of it this shit's purely steroid shit it's all right mm-hmm. for show it's just ridiculous dude <laughs> But it does speak to the gladiatorial itch or whatever that people have, you know. Um, and the 80s were just dumb. He Look at He-Man in general. That shit would never even come out for kids. Now, He-Man, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Rambo, Stallone. What, come out now, you mean? Yeah. Just this, yeah. this big muscle-bound, oily fucking dude. Uh-huh. <laughs> fucking. It would be beautiful. What if it just came out of left field? What the fuck is this? Well, think of the 80s of Stallone, Schwarzenegger, yeah. fucking Dolph Lundgren, just meathead shit, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of great about it, but... Um, yeah, it is That's why part I like part of that world. The Bruce Willis's and the Mel Gibson's and shit were so great, because they were, like, toned down. They were, like, more Murdoch mm-hmm. than B.A. Baracus, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They weren't yeah. all about the muscles. They were about just being wily and shit. Which is cooler. Mm-hmm. That muscle shit's corny. Van Damme. I mean, I was into it as a kid, but. Yeah. yeah me too. I mean, looks, Van Damme, know, definitely. Shit. There was a face. I can't draw anything that doesn't have muscles. Because I'm right. just drawing comic book shit. It's either muscles or fat or a combination. Some fucking minotaur with bitch tits or something. It's <laughs> a good band name. Minotaur bitch tits. So, but so as far as the movie Santa with muscles yeah. goes, like you said, my seven-year-old loved it, dude. He's like, that was right. awesome. I'm like, Damn. <laughs> straight through all. So you guys watched it all in one yeah. sitting. Well, and... I dozed off for like 20 minutes of it. I ain't gonna lie, and probably like 20 crucial. Like, but he did during minutes. that while you were dozing off. He was he still transfixed watching. and shit. Oh, nice. yeah. Okay, and, and so he didn't get bored with any of it or anything yeah. at any point. It just carried well, think about it. Nice. He doesn't have any of the baggage. That Hulk Hogan's yeah. this joke, kind of, you know what I mean? The fucking yeah, that's the, the guy, tapes, the, the fucking yeah. you know, the reality yeah. show, <laughs> right? That's a whole other discussion. What if we general. would touch one? Yeah, um, but Cabby was that the dude he was all buddies with or something? No, uh, it wasn't it that um, god damn it, now his name's escaping me, Bubba, Bubba the Love Sponge, yeah, it was his boys. wife, like the shit that happens in Tampa. <laughs> Like, yeah, when you're famous, I think he rich, invited Hogan to in Tampa. You're trashy, dude. <laughs> I think Bubba, and if I got it right, he invited Hawk to bang his wife, and Hawk did, and, and they taped it, yes. and it was. I, I think it got leaked or something, and like you know, Hawk Hogan, thought like, that take down oh, yeah. Gawker or some shit, like uh, one of those I websites. I feel like Hogan at least was acting as if he didn't he felt betrayed by Bubba and his wife for getting yeah, leaked but that could be an act as an expert but uh yeah I'm pretty sure he like he could have self-leaked it Hulk Hogan verse or lawsuit I know he yeah I think he sued them I think it was lawsuit the thing. Versus Gawker. exactly yeah. yeah 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 no yeah yeah I was on board with the Gawker thing I just was Dude, trying to I thought you were saying that he actually leaked it himself he sued Gawker for $110 million. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> did, and he won it. And did he win? Did it, did it say? He settled after four settled, years. Uh, but it says the most expensive comment in internet history. There's some article. So I wonder what the settlement was for. Yeah, that's what I'm curious too. Like, what did they actually pay in the end? 
It might be secret. Sometimes settlements are secret. I remember there was a massive article I read in the Atlantic or some shit a couple of years ago about it. Mm-hmm. It was epic. I think and somebody's made I heard a it play out, out on it. Stern uh, that came up a lot. Like, I think he had Hogan and Bubba on talking about it and shit. Uh, sure they're making a movie was, about, yeah, about the I think, whole <laughs> I think it was on the blacklist or some shit like that, okay. maybe. <laughs> uh, no stone unturned, man. Totally. It could be pretty interesting. I mean, I mean who plays Hawk Hogan? That's the crazy thing. But so, yeah, you, you know, Q not knowing all that side of Hogan. Exactly. To him, it's just some dude just, with muscles running around. It was actually Santa with muscles, right? Right. Just going, well, he got that the dude banged his head and thought he was saying yeah. it really wasn't yeah, yeah. shit but um but he was the character that he was watching like it wasn't associated right. with something else and shit yeah um and hogan's acting in this oh my god like maybe for a seven-year-old though that might be right on board you know like i'm sure that's the real audience not us you know so right dude santa with fucking muscles come right on. i mean we kind of are but accidentally <laughs> yeah at least when it comes to the the title and the concept of shit. But, I'm gonna have uh, to fire my podcast was... with him back up, rated Q, and kick it off with Santa with Muscles. Yes, yes, do it definitely. Probably be more interesting. And then I'll have him watch a war, it. and we can discuss it. <laughs> yes, Santa with Muscles. Um, if anyone wants to know what the plot is, Hawk Hogan basically plays some rich asshole who sells like fitness supplements and shit. Blake's Way or something is his products, right? And he just runs around with his staff, like practice fighting on them and shit and paintballing and shooting them. And he just fucks all his staff up. He has a staff of a chef and a fucking limo driver and all that. And one day they go paintballing and they're just ripping around and they piss off this cop played by Clint Howard. Always fucking a great fucking mm-hmm. face to see. And he's running from the cops and he goes into this mall and he ends up fucking falling down this trash chute and cracking his head and getting amnesia and some scumbag played by the dad of the redheaded chick in that 70s show <laughs> is this shitty elf who has like gambling debts who he dresses the dude up as santa because the santa at their little mall santa display is missing so now fucking hawk hogan has amnesia thinks he's santa claus or at least some form of santa claus and he starts kicking bad guys' asses and bad guys pop up here and there. I can't even remember exactly. Oh, there's an orphanage. <laughs> of course, there's this orphanage full of kids that this rich dude played by Ed Begley Jr. Fucking who used to be a kid at that orphanage back in the day. Wasn't Hulk Hogan's character too? Wasn't that like some reveal that they were? Yeah, they were like. They were both orphans were... there together or something. I caught that they were like brothers or something. That's oh, how shit. I understood it, but I could be wrong because they said something about when dad did shit. this or dad did that or some shit. You oh know, but God. yeah, that's right. Um, I might have missed some of that when I was sleeping too. Um, but there's like some magic crystals under the orphanage that he needs to. Fight. He's trying to get her. It's just mm-hmm. one. It's just full of bad movie shit. It's all all of it's bad movie shit. There's not a single idea in it. That's not bad movie 101 basically just exactly right. Like if you were to be told to come up with like an a, a bad yeah, it plays like a period, 90s. Almost. Yeah, mid 90s it is. Um yeah, it very much so, right? Like you would choose Hulk Hogan, you would make you would call it Santa with muscles. You'd put crystals under a fucking orphanage yeah it's exactly what you would do if you were told to make some fucking cheesy i'd have a hard time thinking of ideas this bad right like if it was a parody it's amazing because it's like they thought of the worst shit now (laughs) don stark was the actor who you're talking about that was in the 70s show he played bob pinch pinchiati um at first, I I couldn't stand him in it, but then over time, I started to kind of appreciate him in a way. Yeah, like, he's just kind of a lounge lizard type dude or something, uh-huh. isn't he? Kind of um, chauvinist but, and shit. But my my Which favorite shit in this, for. my <laughs> favorite Bundy. shit in this. So, oh, and uh, and it was, Mila Kunis was in this too. Oh yeah, she's like yeah, nine it was like years the old. First feature film or something. I think yeah, that was that was surprising. That was trip. Um, but my favorite shit in it was the evil henchman. Yes, the three dudes. Well, two guys are like, scientists. Even they were called, yes. right? They were like complete dolts and shit. Especially one of them, though, the one 
the gas the bald one or... with the yeah. yeah the fuck dude, he was hilarious dude like methane gases people yes oh my just, god he was like, <laughs> just like with these the acting was like power rangers level shit dude awful but but kind of enjoyably awful you know I'm glad so, I, watched I mean it, i it took if me many story, if it becomes too. one of those movies where he's like yes oh, i've seen him I'm like no dude i know i was thinking that like when he's an adult he's gonna watch it for nostalgia and shit now hilarious <laughs> what the fuck? try to show it to his girlfriend like what the fuck and that's the problem with watching him. kid shit like our nostalgia is fucking freddy krueger and all kinds of Charles shit, never ending story shit. and stuff like that. Yeah, that's you know, true. Um, that's the solid kid shit. Some shit made for kids yeah. is good, you know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, never ending story has some corny shit, in it, but that art attack scene is, oh man, dude, hard pressed for any movie anywhere to top that shit. As far I think as that's this. one of the first times I even really like was was like or the most i had been moved by death you know yeah uh as a kid like really hit me and like heartbroken in a movie it, yes it was it was wrenching that and project x when fucking goliath the chimp got radiated yes. and yes. destroyed me i saw something the other day people it was like celebrities saying what movie moment made them cry and click on it it looks like stupid clickbait mm-hmm. shit but i was just like if anyone asked me the movie that will make me cry more than anything it's project x dude yeah that shit got me chimps oh don't fuck with chimps yes. even though chimps will rip your balls off and totally. run and but bury still, them and shit but. like primates like non-human primates they are exactly like this combination of they have just enough understanding for it yeah. to be more tragic you know even possibly that probably than humans you know i mean they're like kids who could bend kids yeah it's, bare it, that's what you'd equate it to how <laughs> <laughs> right uh man kids you want to fuck everything and tear genitals off and shit. Uh, fuck champs they're disgusting that just yeah there's that famous story of the one that like ripped the woman's face and hands yeah. off and shit oh. um and, and the movie just had these like just it, they didn't even give a fuck about making sense where like these crystals there's one point where a kid drops it and it explodes at his feet and they're like we got to get out of here these things you know might go off like if they're that like explosive and then they end up having a fight in the end in there and hogan and the the bad guy are like fighting with the crystals like swords yes. <laughs> it's like i thought the whole thing was these blew up and shit i mean uh, if you ridiculous they were different types of crystals. Remember, we talked, even with Michael Virus, we talked about this again. Does every movie start with two stars? Does that mean this is a two-star movie? Or is this shit dropped? Well, actually, I caught myself when I was saying it in that in that podcast. I was a saying star one or two. I couldn't yeah. just, yeah, because then I was like, maybe that, because there's no zero stars. So maybe the one is mm-hmm. the one you grant, you know what I mean? And zero would be if you don't make a movie so that you know you get zero stars you know all right so if this is the one you grant i do like the star discussions Mm. but i don't want to lock ourselves in where every time we have to do it and shit yeah but sure we could throw it out there if it seems right Um, but this is just apropos to that discussion of you made a movie you deserve x amount of stars yeah not so much like how many stars you're granting it just whether or not it deserves a minimum of one or two or is it even merits from that starting point is this so bad that if you get a star it's a half a star i I feel like the one should be the minimum not two therefore each has meaning and it's just you get one because you made a movie you know it's like the cold star on the kid's head or whatever it's like the sat you put your name on it you get 200 points right exactly and and that so, works well because conceptually there are zero stars and that's if you didn't well, make like it, letterbox does it. half stars jack has quite ah, a few half stars half, from angry okay right okay so i don't think i can't see myself ever giving a movie a half star for that reason probably just nothing's that i mean again even the ambition of making a film is worth one star, star. one full Agreed. star yeah then perhaps from there yeah now, i kind of even forgot yeah right does this get anything <laughs> does this get any bump from there or is this a star that's, movie? That's where it becomes more difficult to weigh. <laughs> Especially, like, of course, you have to take it into co- the context of every film in existence. I'd probably give it to, I don't think it's a, like some shit is just so, like, at least this had some ha- kind of hearts and character. To, no, I don't two mean, out of five. I mean, I know. 
Then you're getting into weird territory where but shit you need that's great, like undercover brother or something, is also a two. Or do you give that a two and a half versus three? You know, it, it ain't a three. I don't know. Maybe it is. Undercover brother. Maybe awesome. it is. I kind of see three is somewhat uh, just like midi in the middle. I don't want that, my time I back. Would put that in. Yeah. This, I, again. I, this took me many sittings, actually. I kept falling because I tend to watch things as I go to sleep and I, I just kept fa- falling asleep through it. And so I watched it took me like four or five like viewings to get through the entire thing because um, it isn't really that engaging for anyone like us. You know, it's like I kind of again, I appreciate it. It's hard and for All a right. kid, it's great. Another thing with the star type system is what star What's number means you suggest it to people. Right. And there's also for a kid's movie, it might be four stars, you know, like for Q, you know what I mean? If like then that's what it was designed to be, you know what I mean? Like, right. Should you wait on the question was designed for for 19 year old WWF fans and shit? (laughs) I know. Or 36 year old. Right. Was that really the goal? Was did they mean to be more broad appeal? I I mean, the Santa, the orphanage and shit, you know? Yeah. I think Definitely it really was dreams. made for cute, the yeah that age range. Um, um, I don't know what our timer's at. We might want no clue. I know. Gears yeah, I'm down. Not even talking about a war. And this dude, Tobias Lindholm, again deserves. I mean, this film got a best foreign language film Oscar nomination awarded, but I don't think it won. And it might be the best war film I've ever seen. Hmm. Like I said, it's no melodrama. Same Private Ryan, all that shit's melodrama. It's all this shit is. He's operating on a different level, dude. Totally. I I might still have to put like Apocalypse Now and maybe Platoon yeah, and stuff like that, yeah, you know, yeah, above yeah. it. But and, but but I, I know what you mean. You know, you know what I mean, like though. yeah. As far as representing category. what war is, what its yeah. impact is, like this shit. Mm-hmm. It's different animal sort of thing because those are more like sweeping and just epic in scope whereas this is more intimate and when it comes to like uh well first i guess we should yeah i think i mean if you want to say why i picked it because i stumbled upon his film a hijacking from 2013 years ago amazing film turning on the chris turn chris onto it and it it's like we talk all the time i thought we watched it together the first time but it could be yeah we might have but uh the point being there's this disconnect for me between the kind of films I really appreciate and the ones I want to make and I felt better about it when I watched the special feature and he kind of talked about that he's like I love watching Harry Potter movies and all that shit I just can't make them and I kind of feel the opposite this mm-hmm. is what I really love watching but yeah. I couldn't make it it's just too it's not creative right. enough and we right. are creative creeps who exactly. love to let shit get wild and let our imaginations flow. He's so restrained and everything, but it's, I have so much respect for it. Just talk about yes. verisimilitude and shit. I mean, it's the performances he mm-hmm. actually cast. Most of those soldiers are soldiers. Yeah. I the think all the non speaking roles, like the, the, the non main characters, I should say, yeah. maybe speaking roles, but uh, yeah, I read that too. He but, talked about but, when they were casting the Taliban side of it and shit and the Afghan side, mm-hmm. they went to these refugee camps in Denmark or whatever, and he ended up testing this one guy that he really liked and after the thing he was talking to the guy and the guy's like i was in the taliban i gotta tell you i gotta tell you now because if you go with me then it's gonna be me acting with dudes who we were trying to kill each other two years ago or whatever and shit yeah and the guy ended up coming on as a consultant well he said let me get you i'm gonna put it up to the guys the soldiers it should be their decision if they want to work with you or not So he said it became this amazing friendship watching these guys yeah, who realized that's, great. That, that's beautiful. And one of the soldiers said to him, he's like, I identify with that dude way more than you filmmaker, intellectual weirdo. Like this guy, mm-hmm. we lived the same experience just on opposite yeah. sides of the stupid war and shit, you know, just fucking amazing. You're both brainwashed obedient to your form of uh, nationalism or uh, religion or whatever. In exactly. other words, like I'd rather they be well, like the filmmaker hitting us know. against each other. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just saying beef, though. You and I. Yes. Man. Yes. No, that's cool. I love that. That like, and that is really what goes down. Like these people who are shooting at each other, they were just each raised in their particular paradigm, whereas when they're put together to make a film together, they suddenly realize they're both humans. They actually kind of like each other and relate to each other. And the human thing is huge. He talked 
in the special features about how dehumanizing not only most military movies are and war movies are, but the military itself, how wearing a uniform is dehumanizing, all these things they do to suck your individuality away and just make you this soldier or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And he was talking to one of the soldiers who said his greatest fear over there wasn't death. It was very much what this movie's about. If you want to summarize it in a second, his biggest fear was being persecuted when he came home. Mm-hmm. Being prosecuted. Sort of said, you know, no, not, being prosecuted. Well, I know specifically that's the case here. I'm just yeah, saying yeah, yeah. in a general way, that's a phenomenon. Right, yeah. right, of course. But uh, he was saying literally, though, that the rules, like war has changed mm-hmm. so much, and we live in this Western society. The rules of engagement are rules that the enemy's not playing by. So what the politicians in powers that be do is they take these regular dudes these 20 year old guys and they say go do the worst thing ever but here are these very strict rules you Mm -hmm. must abide by while you go do it and shit you know what i mean like back in the quote-unquote baby killer days it wasn't as much it was more a little bit more you you know obviously some they were trials and shit and they were yes exactly but it, the rules weren't quite like what they are today. It seems even more clinical and like checklisted. Very you know, stringent, like, because it's all yeah. litigious and shit. That's my point. It's, uh, it's almost the way lawyers make drone strike decisions right. and shit now. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Which is it's just fucking insane. More black and white and but uh, like codified. Yeah. Here's the real kicker, though. That guy said he wasn't scared so much of dying over there. He was scared of coming home and being prosecuted by the same politicians who sent me in the first place. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so fucked up. But again, they issue you these rules that you have to, it's almost like the most dangerous game. They throw you into this yeah. fucking cauldron and they're like, here are the strict rules you must abide by and shit. Good luck. Mm-hmm. When you get back, mm-hmm. if you don't play by these rules, you're going to be fucked. We're going to put you in a cage and shit, but we're, we always come out clean. Yep. You know what I mean? Fuck Which it. is why we shouldn't even be engaging at this fucking level in the first place. Right. That's- again my conclusion from this is i mean maybe it's idealistic to say so but it's also idealistic to say we're going to go police the world and try and you know it, it just always becomes a mess that's like the tossy gabbard but you know it is uh, fucked up what do you uh, do argument when there's some taliban just subjugating these people or these right. warlords in africa do you just sit there and say well no my fucking problem that's bullshit too with great power comes great responsibility etc mm-hmm. but it's well, one thing he talked about in the special features, again, Denmark specifically hadn't been in any military conflict since World War II. Hmm. When and we somehow they decided get to go to war, we go bully everyone into this yes. coalition of the willing. You're with us or against us type shit. So then Denmark, these dudes in Denmark who have no part of this beef between the U.S. and ISIS or Taliban or Al-Qaeda or anybody, these dudes now, 20-year-old danes have to go over there and shit like what i know it's what doesn't make any sense i know like canadians and stuff and you're like and it's just us like, being the bully i'm wondering you're with us well i was thinking about that like what so but what is the mechanism of the bullying because it's usually like we're not gonna um, we're not gonna help when your ass is getting kicked by somebody it's yeah mafia enforcer yeah protection racket shit you know mm-hmm because with Denmark, I I don't know that we're sending them money or anything like that. So it'd be on another level. It'd be more like you said. I wouldn't be surprised. It, I know me neither. But it, it like we fund say, whether that a bunch of NATO, directly, that NATO goes to. Yeah, the, that's true. Mean? And yeah, and whether it's directly threatened, probably not the case. It's but more understood, like you said, like a mafia. Type. When I was stationed in Germany, I worked with some NATO guys in NATO, and Paul was stationed at a NATO base in the Netherlands. Our stepdad. Mm-hmm. And NATO essentially pulls from all these different countries. Mm-hmm. So the Danes could be working there under the NATO flag, essentially. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. So. Yeah. But I think, like, when the question arises, if you see all this wrong in the world and whether you should intervene or not, maybe when with certain events like, um, I don't know. I mean, maybe not even because like, you know, like you say, Rwanda, they say Clinton, Clinton didn't act on Rwanda and was was fingers mm-hmm. appointed and everything. But for one thing, it unfolds so quickly by the time like the Benghazi thing, similar it's like things. You don't know what's even happening as it happens. And then after right. the fact, you have armchair quarterbacking and stuff um, years later. And shit. You're right. Uh, but I tend to lean just like it's better just not to get your hands dirty and lead by example, like the way you get these countries to finally maybe it takes a 
fucking 200 more years, but eventually they see that we're benefiting from being, uh, you know, uh, working on innovating and infrastructure and all these things that actually break progress uh, and not use might to try and change them, Mm -hmm. but rather just be a model for what benefits can be reaped by changing, you know? know, It's just hard to, how much suffering do you just... I know you ignore and I mean, we can still do humanitarian things like see that's the thing like they're talking about helping the civilians and everything. I mean, we could still bring all we can like build wells and like Mm -hmm. it just might have to be that we don't engage an enemy. You know, we just part of the problem is like you build the well and the Taliban tries to kill you for building the well. I mean, or they take the well over and then you got to send dudes to protect the people building the wells and shit. And it's just like you dicks, man. It's the Team America speech at the end. Dicks and assholes. I say crop dusters, motherfuckers with suicide and everybody. Now again, yeah, that's going to battle and mushrooms and shit. It's not like some. Well, you could probably design something that's like Xanax or some shit like that. You know, like you just like just fucking aerosol Xanax. Just Cosby the shit out of everyone. <laughs> right. Just put everyone a fucking uh, but not to vaporized quake. Not to victimize them. It's the opposite. No. Just to pacify. Just to pacify, exactly. Because we are hardwired with especially, you know, young males and seem to be the biggest offenders, obviously, with these hormones, which are basically these war chemicals, like a, a pig, you know, when they geld a pig. And they cut its balls off when it's a a, a, a baby, you know, a, mm-hmm. a, a, a young one. I think they're called gild, gildings, gildings, right? Yeah. Um, when they do that, that's partly so they don't taste so gamey, mm-hmm. because the hormones themselves create that gamey taste, which means that's the taste of war. Right. <laughs> this gamey taste is the chemical Fight that drives aggression. You know, aggression, right? Adrenaline, and, like cortisol. That's, that's why they don't turn into boars and instead just pigs. And right. they, they you know they're they're pacified and the meat tastes better so it's just like it's kind of crazy that this the chemical that that drives aggression has a taste so like you know yeah. what i mean it's like well, we're the all taste of war. that's all it is is chemicals and molecules and taste and mm-hmm. smells and pheromones and ugh, weird gross it sucks man i feel like i could talk about this fucking film for forever because uh so much about it. like we talk about this punitive mm-hmm. society we live in with cancel culture and just off of their heads and everybody go to jail for this and that and we mm-hmm. got more people locked up in cages over non-violent offenses or whatever and you and i have even talked very controversially at times not that anyone's made a controversy because no one's listening but if anyone ever listens it's controversial to say that the way we deal with child sex offenders for example so is that a disease or is that a you know right. I mean, of course they victimize somebody so but i'm just saying most people are just like death penalty fuck mm-hmm. them immediately there's no even attempt to understand yeah the reason anyone's even compelled to, to humanize these people as <laughs> right. well you know they're not in control of that it's a compulsion right exactly, exactly. Like, lucky and for you or me lucky if we don't have it right you know exactly um, or the point being general, this, you know like uh, the, the opposite about, sex should we put this know, guy in prison should we put him in prison for life? No. What? Uh, what's he didn't fair, do it on purpose. What he did. The whole discussion of what is appropriate. Yeah. The appropriate for the audience, hasn't heard. I don't know. We might even have a minute. Oh yeah. Left, we did. I don't think about, I even summarize. It's about a commander in Afghanistan who, trying to save his own men, makes a decision to have an airstrike called in on this compound that it turns out to have been full of civilians. So he gets charged by his own country for killing eleven civilians, and. It's whether or not by the end of it, it becomes a trial and whether or not he's going to go to prison for four years, because that's what the penalty is for inadvertently killing civilians. But it ends with him getting acquitted because a buddy has lies on his behalf. But he goes to prison in the end. He's in, he's in prison for the rest of his life because he's a decent person. That's what we need to take into account guilt mm-hmm. and how. Yeah. He pun- he's going to punish himself every day the rest he of his life. He killed 11 people, right? That weighs on a person like him with a cop. There's that shot at the very end before yeah. it ends with him just smoking in the yard where he tucks his son in. Mm-hmm. His son, you know, he's thinking of the kids that died, right? Well, yeah, he literally decision. covers his feet. He goes to cover his son's yes. feet. And he pauses, looking and staring at his feet because there was mm-hmm. a photograph of this girl's mm-hmm. foot had got blown off and shit. And he realizes how fucked up it is that my kids are okay and there's this other family who's dead because of a decision i made but 
should this guy be in a cage because of it or is he just going to beat himself up enough the rest of his life that punishment is paid you know it's all interesting shit it also did a good job of selling or showing what it was like for the family that had to deal when he was at away and what they would again have to deal with if he is sent to jail for four years to life depending how it played out um like when the kid ate something poisonous when she looked away for a second and then the stomach pumping scene where she had to smile and like try and make it while he's getting shit rammed up down his throat and seeing the shit go into the fucking chamber the fucking stuff getting pumped while she's like trying to maintain a smile and her composure for the kids sake you know that that nailed it right there and i I just before we run out of time